podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. As a reminder, this is the podcast where we exist in that beautiful dichotomy of love and hate for your favorite made-for-TV romances. Don't forget, we love these movies, but we love them and we will tear them to shreds if we need to. Yeah. I Okay. We're doing this movie because at some point somebody asked us to, and I think we probably held off as long as we did because this movie is beloved by it those is beloved. Who, is, who, who love it. Like, I mean – the the stan of this movie or the standing of this movie is strong. It and runs deep. It runs deep. And we are not on that train. We're just gonna tip our hand right now. I I know you're not, Katie. I know I'm not. I didn't like it when it aired. I didn't like it Same. rewatching it for this. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. We're going to tear it to shreds. If we that are mean, sorry. If that means that, like, you don't want to listen to this one, we understand. <laughs> we do. But we also invite you if to just have a listen to see if, I don't know, maybe something sparks. Because the reason why we don't like this one, and we'll talk about it in depth, is, I think, a very important uh topic to talk about when talking about romance and how romance is presented on television and in books. Um, sure. And uh, I think it's important. Um, uh, yeah. I also, I think a huge part of why this movie has so many like dedicated followers is because of the cast. Yes. And well, should we, should we, should we say what movie we're okay. doing? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> So we're talking about It Was Always You, which aired initially on February 27th, 2021. And here's Hallmark's little blurb about it. Elizabeth's engagement plans are thrown into disarray when her fiancé's free-spirited brother, David, returns home. David's unexpected influence prompts Elizabeth to question her life decisions. And it stars Aaron Krakow and Tyler Hines. Now, everybody knows this is definitely a Tyler Hines stan podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. We're right there with you, Heinies. Largest Tyler Hines stands ever. Love him. I personally don't really care for Aaron Krakow. Then again, I feel like her biggest people are people who watch When Calls the Heart, and mm-hmm. I never have and don't – like, that's just not my – I never have that's either. That's not could be my show. It's not for me. Um – so, like, I don't have that built-in love for her. I'm going to talk about Aaron in this uh, when we get to our um, okay. our stuff. So. so that's where we're coming from. So come on this ride with us. But we'll, we'll tell you right at the top here, we don't like this movie. <laughs> and if you do, that, that's no judgment on you. It is very much a we judge this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, please – Please, no. Yeah, we'll get into it. There are some things to be said about this movie. I -hmm. hear you. We get it. Join us or the ride or don't. If not, we'll catch you next time. (laughs) Should we we just jump right in? Yeah, that we've apologized profusely for something that hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. (laughs) All right, friends. So. Basic bitch Elizabeth, played by Aaron Krakow, is a dentist whose business partner, George, is also her childhood neighbor and fiancé. While Elizabeth has some desire to have adventures in life, George is quite the homebody who loves his work and needs his plans and itineraries. And since Elizabeth has always been chasing a version of safety in her whole life, while disappointing, she's convinced herself that George's unwillingness to do anything works for her. Two months before their wedding, Elizabeth and George take a whole week off of work to head back to their hometown island, somewhere off the coast of Oregon, I think, uh, where they are planning to wed in order to meet with vendors, do wedding planning, have their engagement party, all that stuff. Elizabeth's divorced parents no longer live there, but George's mom and his sister and grandma still do. 
And surprise, George's free-spirited brother David, played by Tyler Hines, has flown in from India. Yeah. So while, while Elizabeth is placing the most insane ice cream order in the history of humanity, she runs into David, who she has not seen in years. While she has always been friendly with the family, like really super close with this family growing up, the two of them had a bit of an antagonistic relationship. David always had the ability to push her buttons like none other, but they're going to be family, so they got to get along. At mom's surprise birthday party, I think it's a birthday party, right? Sure, yeah. Um, Which Elizabeth accidentally informs her about, George gets a call from a patient and decides to head home for the night in order to do this patient's emergency appointment, because dental fears he's the only one she'll see whatever yeah and elizabeth is disappointed but you know understands because she's like you know he wouldn't be my business partner if he wasn't a good dentist (laughs) at least i hope (laughs) (laughs) uh but that night there is a severe storm and the one and only bridge to the island is hit by lightning and damaged George is not going to be able to come back till it's fixed at the end of the week, right before the engagement party. God forbid there's like some kind of emergency on this island because they can't possibly have boats or ferries or any other way on or off this island, even though an apartment requires two methods of egress. (laughs) I I can't. Anyway, keep going. (laughs) Can't think about that too hard, Hannah. (laughs) So, Elizabeth is left to deal with the wedding planning alone. The cake, the flowers, the registry, the DJ. Maybe they've talked about things, maybe they haven't, but Elizabeth has ideas. But David has driven her to these appointments, so stand and groom, anyone? Um, And is not shy about stating how dull and safe her choices are. He has strong opinions about all the things that she has decided on for her wedding day. They end the day at the oyster bar where they only serve beer, oysters, and pie, but you were required to eat a platter of oysters in order to get the pie, which sounds like a terrible business plan, but whatever. We might talk about it. Oh, we are 100% talking about it. (laughs) Um, Elizabeth had a negative experience there earlier in the film with George, but with David, she seems to end up doing what she couldn't do before, and that's... Have fun. (laughs) Hanging with David is bringing out a different side of Elizabeth. She's remembering her dreams of travel. She conquers her fear of the treehouse that is really not explained in any rational way at all. I don't really know what her problem is. She says it was her parents' problem, but she's scared of it too, I guess. Uh, She's indulging in the things she enjoys, like reality dating shows. And she's wondering if her relationship with George is enough. To be fair, rope ladders are pretty scary. I'm not good with them either. But do you you climb them? Because she hangs on her. (laughs) I probably would also hang on it and get up like a little bit and go, good. (laughs) Would you you attempt to move your legs at all? Oh, maybe I would. (laughs) I might attempt to. Because guess what? She does not do. (laughs) Nor does she ask him to hold the rope ladder so that it is not ropey and she could climb it like a regular ladder. But zip lining in South America is a great thing for her. So, anyway, let's move on. (laughs) So, Elizabeth is also pushing their sister, Louise, so David and George's sister, Louise, to think about dating the mailman, Eugene. Louise isn't sure about love, but Eugene is clearly into her and is a super nice guy. And Elizabeth gets advice from their grandmother. It turns out that uh, their grandmother's husband was not her first boyfriend, but she ended up with the guy who made her weak in the knees, not the one who was similar to her. Hmm, Grandma. Clearly she sees that George and Elizabeth are two alike and that David is the one that she should be with. There is no convincing us that Grandma does not have favorite grandchildren in this scenario. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% on Grandma does not like George. No. (laughs) I love this actress who plays Grandma, though. She's amazing. (laughs) 
Uh, David and Elizabeth go to vet the DJ. DJ Joey lives in his mom's house and runs his business out of the garage. And, though Hallmark will never admit or allude to it, is clearly a stoner. Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. He suggests they go with Leanne Rimes's How Can I Live Without You as the first dance song. And while he steps away to deal with his dog, Elizabeth and David test it out. And Elizabeth goes... Weak in the knees. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Things are happening. Anyway, finally George is back. He's super excited about a dental conference that he signed them up for without asking her, but is absolutely a dick about the idea of them going on a honeymoon anywhere at all. He promises that maybe, just maybe, when they're old and gray and can no longer appreciate it, maybe they'll give traveling a shot. So as a last-ditch effort to save anything, uh, Elizabeth asks him to dance, and she realizes that she's not getting the same feelings as she did with David. So, trouble. At their engagement party, George is having a great time. You know, he's, like, talking shop with random people uh elizabeth is not because she is having doubts so many doubts (laughs) david asks her to dance and feeling that zing again she knows she has to follow her own path she breaks up with george but when she goes to find david he's already left for the other side of the world so elizabeth embarks on a year of traveling because this is hallmark and money is no object. She goes all over Europe and returns home just in time to attend the wedding of Louise and mailman Eugene. Hooray! George is there with his dental hygienist girlfriend, who was their dental hygienist when they were all working there together. So cute. But they seem really happy, so also cute. Um, But David is there alone. He tells her, that he has been in love with her since he was 13 years old and that he's always going to love her. He'll love her yesterday, love her today, he'll love her tomorrow. So they kiss, and since one kiss, one kiss means, means forever, forever. <laughs> they are now a couple in a treehouse that has TV and electricity. And I don't know if we, that was there before, but they watch reality shows and they make out. Because that is what couples do, which is true. But that's the movie. Oh, Katie. (laughs) (sighs) Where would you like to start? Okay. (laughs) So I I am going to start on a positive note. Okay. Because um, we were talking about Aaron Krakow at the beginning of this this podcast. Um, I... I kind of feel the same way about you, with you as her. I just wasn't into – I didn't get into When Calls the Heart, so I don't really know her that much. I've only seen her in a couple of these movies. Like I like the Father Christmas movies. It's fine. Um, but what I will say about her is unlike some of the other actresses that we talk about in these movies, sometimes we say the the script would have been – or the movie would have been better had this actress been able to do nuance. And I feel like she knocked that out of the park. I understood her journey. She sold the journey for us, for me, in the way that she was supposed to. Whether that is a journey I really wanted to go on, uh, we'll talk about. But I will say that given what she had to go through, I give kudos to Erin Krakow for, for having the ability to do that. Okay. So that's my positive note. Okay. So... This is not really a big thing, but it's a big thing to me. Okay. This oyster bar. (laughs) Great. Let's do it. This oyster bar. I'm so angry. (laughs) Okay. Describe a bit more. Describe it just in case. So it is this oyster bar where the only things they seem to sell are platters of oysters, beer, and pie but they don't really sell the pie because you have to eat the oysters to get the pie it also seems to be only key lime pie just all of that so here is what i cannot fathom and like i mean if that is your if that's working for you if that's your business model like i 
guess fine. Like, I don't really have a problem with the idea of that. It's bizarre, but whatever. But when George and Elizabeth first go into this place, she orders a wine and he orders like a water with lemon. The bitchy ass waitress doesn't say we don't have that. She just brings them both a beer and the fucking check as if they are expected to pay for that when they did not order that. And she did not tell them they didn't have what they ordered. Right. So that's that's first. Second, water is is an option at this restaurant. I at like full on. No, just right. absolutely not. Because it has to be. Because it has to be. And why is it that? What, what what also bothered me about this whole interaction is that, you know, ordering the things that you like, like a glass of wine, like a glass of Chardonnay, which you would probably get at like a seaside bar or whatever. Yeah. What kind of an oyster bar doesn't have wine? Right. But you're not cool or groovy enough if you don't want to drink beer and just yeah. beer. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. I, I do as well. I also have a problem with the idea of like the only way to get the pie – is to eat the oysters. What if you have a shellfish allergy? And Which she just, says that she does. Yeah. What if you don't eat oysters like me? If What if I was there and my everybody I was with wanted to go to this thing? Are you saying I can't eat? Correct. And also, like, I guarantee you're not going to have – enough in your stomach to down all those beers that you're going to be drinking to make room for the pie. That sounds like a hangover to me. It sounds nasty. It sounds really gross. Also, we learn that the oysters are not good. They're not? I I missed that part. Like, when she goes with David, she goes like, ugh, but I really want that pie. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, oysters are a, is, is a thing. Like, I think that you either love them or you don't. Um, oh, I see. I got the impression that they were just not that good of oysters. But oh, maybe that was, you know, me reading into it. But like. It's very possible because I also feel like I've been told that there are oyster seasons. <laughs> so sure. maybe they're not in season or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I just I was so mad because also like this seems to be like a happening place where there's like dancing so like this place is a place where you are required to order specific things in order to have fun yeah it sounds like like a vomit vomit parlor to me yeah like there's no way people are not (laughs) sick all over this place um like everything about i and and just the audacity of this server Wait staff, most of the time, I'm totally on your side. Yep. Not th- – this was, like, one of the times where I was like, no, you didn't have to be – like, you wait staff are being the asshole in right. this scenario. And the pie doesn't even look that good to me. Like, no. The, whole, the pie was, like, the holy grail. And the thing that bugs me about, like, the the thing with with the reason David brought her there and this waitress is that, like, you are not a fun person if you feel like this is not your place. Like, there is something wrong with you. You're too uptight if lager, oysters, and key lime pie that you can't just order aren't your thing. There right. is something wrong with you if that is right. not your thing. And also – the reason she keeps wanting to go there, she ends up there at three separate times in this movie, which is yeah. bananas. And we know that there's a burger hut across the street because the waitress <laughs> says that. So if she yeah. wants a fucking burger or a glass of Chardonnay, she could go there. Right. Also, like, the the house looks great. The, you know, the, um. Okay. She wants this pie. That seems like a pretty fun person who's like, you know what I want? I don't want dinner. I want pie. Yep. Give me the sugar. I want pie for dinner. Yeah. Like that wh- – why is that like shown as a negative – not even a negative trait, just sort of like a Because you got to earn the pie. Or like a – you know, like because the third time she's there, the waitress like gives in and lets her have the pie without the oysters because she looks so sad. And it's like gross. Like, yeah. Like, ugh. I'm sorry. I just – like really, really angry about this – place and i was also really angry that she continued to patronize them like i understand the purpose 
of what this what this was trying to accomplish in the term of her character development. I get it. Sure. But why did they have to make it so gross? Yeah. They they just did it in such a way that was like not fun. And I feel like I would have gotten a similar thing had they gone to a different restaurant and like he just got her to dance. Mhm. I feel like I could have gotten like even if put it make it make it a different restaurant don't have these things where like you know she goes with jordan she orders like a chardonnay and he orders water and like you know something frou-frou and then she goes with david and they get like sloppy joes and make a mess you know like that would have had the same effect i agree without feeling like making me so angry yeah i 100 percent agree with you on all of those points yeah because if you like fancy food and wine and you don't like beer and messy burgers, then there is something wrong with you that we have learned from from movies like this. Right. Right. Of course. So one of my big what the fucks, kind of on this point about deficiencies of yourself as a human being. And I'm gonna I'm gonna state my thesis up top is you know, we find out Tyler Hines has loved her forever. It was always you. But the whole time he is saying that her choices in life are not good enough. And the reason he's saying that, not good enough, but it's not her. She is boring. The purpose of this is to, you know, he knows her better than herself, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to get her to open up and evolve as a human. That is one way of looking at it. But what I kept, what I couldn't get past was he has loved her since she was 13. Or he was 13. I get maybe she's might be a little older or whatever. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, the age range, I have no idea how old anybody is. All Me. I know is that George is older than David. Yeah. That's same. the only thing I know. So ultimately what I think he's saying is, I'm in love with a fantasy version of you that I have put together in my brain over the last 20 some odd years. You're not living up to that. So you are a bad. Yeah. Yeah. My fantasy is better than what you are. So please change yourself because I'm in love with you and we should be together forever. Right. And granted, she's boring. (laughs) Like, okay, sure. But, okay, she's not really happy because she is deferring to George and she's not speaking up for herself. And I, I, I also agree that that's not a good thing. Like, her relationship with George is really really problematic of course it is um on a lot of the different uh, levels yeah like you know it's 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 his relationship with her not the other way around yeah um but when you have when you have a cake that you have curated in your brain down to the last little petal on the fondant leaf and that is what you like then god damn you for judging me you know if i want a vanilla cake because because I want it and I have this design in my head, fuck you. Maybe suggest another layer. You know, like, oh, maybe your guests might really like a lemon or a raspberry curd or something like that. Like, maybe that would be fun. Have you ever considered having a different layer? Thank you, David. That sounds like a lot of fun. Hmm, actually, you know what? That sounds delicious. Let's have all of it. Right. I mean, the cake thing just was baffling because who, who wants six of the exact same layer? She put six layers of yeah. all vanilla. Like, well, I agree I that that's wrong, but she <laughs> was, but she was, had decided. She had yeah. her ideas. Yeah, she had her ideas, and fine. I mean, it, like that's sort of true because also like her crazy ass ice cream order, which is banana pants, and I couldn't yeah. figure out why it needed to be that way. I don't know because. And I'm jumping into an uh, an across the universe here, which also goes back to vanilla cake, is Elizabeth is Sally from When Harry Met Sally. Okay. And that's the whole, like, you know, I want I want strawberry ice cream on the side, but if you don't have strawberry ice cream, then I want the whipped cream, but only mm-hmm. if the pie is not heated, then nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever. So and that and that's what this is. And and I feel like that's taking Sally from When Harry Met Sally and turning it up to more than eleven. This is like turning it up to twenty-seven. Um, and I don't understand the reasons why. I understand Sally's reasons why, but the vanilla cake too also made me think of Sally. The difference, the freaking difference is Sally has reasons. Elizabeth doesn't have reasons. Harry appreciates Sally's foibles, 
David wants to change Elizabeth's shit. Oh, yeah. So, like, I feel like that's like this movie is trying to be like when Harry met Sally, I think, in a lot of different ways and in a lot of different temperaments, but this is where they get it wrong. Okay, Elizabeth makes bad choices. Sure. She does weird things because she feels like she has to. Whatever. Just, but love her anyway. Yeah. Just like, like take the idiosyncrasies. Like, yes. I mean, people are allowed to change. Other than the ice cream thing, which like I, She's buying pints of ice cream in, like, weird denominations. It's very strange. I think she's trying to be thoughtful for the family. Like, three-fourths of this because maybe she knows that they like to put whipped cream on it when they get home or whatever. It fits better. I have no idea. pints of ice cream. Just scoop it out like a normal human. Um, <laughs> like, uh, other than that being, like, the weirdest thing ever, most of her idiosyncrasies are, like, you get. Mm-hmm. Also, like, she clearly – I mean – we we talk about therapy all the time of like this like she is having hardcore like divorced parent trauma right it's, that it was hard yeah like she is that's her whole psyche is like i need to play everything safe otherwise i'm going to end up like my sad parents that mm-hmm. we never see and i don't think are invited to the wedding <laughs> very very um, true and that's part – I think that's part of the reason why, like, she equated that safety with George and George's – and what George's family meant to her growing right. up as love. And I understand that, you know? Yeah, right. Like, I mean, you know, I, I think I think she needs some help to work through these issues. But, like, all of her choices with George, while I don't necessarily agree with them, I get. You yeah. know, her, her desire for safety – I think that's also what we're talking about is, like – David is unsympathetic to this need that she has. I agree with this. And she, like, she very clearly needs this stability aspect of her. Like, yes, she kind of wants the adventure stuff, but, like, not at the expense of the stability. George gives her the stability. David would give her the excitement. and she would like one of them to adopt part of the other, but right. they're not seeing that, and it is expected on her to make the changes. Absolutely. Again, yeah. you are not my fantasy person. There is something wrong with you. Not yeah. me. Right. Yeah. I, I... Can I talk to you, like, since we're on this thing about, like, pe- people doing annoying things? You know what? We, we love Tyler Hines. We love him. I wanted to punch him in the face when at the beginning of this movie or towards the beginning of this movie, Elizabeth is trying to sleep. It's two o'clock in the morning and he is he is blaring loud music um, and like dancing. And she comes down saying, hi, 2 a.m., turn the music down. And he's like, you got to lighten up, missy. Whatever. I'm still on Tibet time, which is stupid because he's coming from India. And actually, I feel like Tibet has different time zones. They do. They're like 15 minutes. Yay! Hannah is dancing because she looked it up. I did look it up. It's yes. it, uh, it's even worse than that. Um, he says he co- he's coming in from Mumbai. Yeah. So that's on India Standard Time. Tibet is on China Standard Time. It's a three fucking hour difference. <laughs> I, I was so mad. I was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I learned from a friend of mine. Who, who currently lives in China and she lived in Thailand for a really long time. I don't know if she, she – I know she's listened to this, but if you're listening, I love you. Um, but she told me about like how they went to like Kathmandu and that they're off by 50, like 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean like I, I didn't really – you know, I think it all depends on exactly where you are. But like exactly. yeah, they're like it's, it's something like a three to three and a half hour difference. It's – oh god, I was so mad. I was like you told us you were in fucking – Yes. Okay. So we figured that out. So that made me want to punch him. But the fact that he's like, you have to lighten up because I'm obviously not being the annoying one, play, blaring my music at 2 a.m. And then I pretend to have a peanut allergy and make fun of you when you are upset about it or when you try to come to my aid and then I'm going to tease you about it. And I'd be like, that's annoying. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, he's – He's being a dick. He's being a dick. And – it's sort of surprising that she's the only one that wakes up during this right situation. Um, 
Because in theory, everyone should be up during this. True. Like, he's being an asshole. Yeah. And I don't know if everyone's just like, you know, hard sleepers or but whatever. But the fact that he was making it feel like her problem is gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I just realized that that's what it was. And that really got under my skin. Because we're supposed to want them to be together. And yet, he belittles her at every moment. Never once with any decision that she's ever made does he go, that's a really great idea. You're so smart. Or, wow, you're an interesting person. It's, you're wrong because this is not who you were 20 years ago. Right. This is not your childhood self who wanted to uh, travel the world except, okay, since I'm about to talk about it anyway, let's talk about her travel Okay, she's been she's gone for a year. And I think she only goes to Europe. I got the sense that she took little sporadic trips here and there. Like I don't think she was like only living yeah. out of her suitcase for a year because okay. her house, all of her plants seem to be fine and like, Well, I I don't know, but like she 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 ends up in Paris, Rome, and London that yeah. we know about. As far as we can tell, the most adventurous thing she does on any of those trips are try some profiteroles. Everything because David else, told her to do it. Yes, because David told her to do it. Everything else is like the most touristy, touristy thing. I saw Big Ben. I want to see the Coliseum. Right. Like, I mean, not that I'm saying that you shouldn't go do those things, but like there is no adventure beyond like the front of the guidebook yeah the the double decker bus tour yeah yeah there didn't seem to be any like and i stopped at this really cool cafe even or like yeah you know i saw a street performer nothing i learned how to make a real sauce in rome or i went to napoli and got real pizza or something you know right it's like were you there for like 24 hours so you just did like the like whirlwind tourist tour like i i don't really understand i agree um, and like, and it didn't even feel that adventurous because at that point, like, if you go where all the other tourists are, that's what you're doing. Like, there's no, I don't know. There just didn't seem to be this sense of discovery. Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Although she's traveling, she's a woman alone traveling by herself, which is, okay. you know, always, it is impressive to some people. Yes. Um, but like, I felt like she didn't do any research on these places she just like took you know the first like the top five tourist attractions and that's what she went to see and and maybe we're looking at this from kind of a a new yorker bougie standpoint because that (laughs) might it might those might be really exciting things to a lot of people i mean i've never been to italy um i want to go i yes i would see the coliseum if i went but i would also want to see a lot more than just the Coliseum. that's what i'm saying like i have no problem with the like of course you want to go see the coliseum and the trevi fountain or you know all those places they're they're like major tourist attractions for a reason. I'm not right. saying that you shouldn't go see those things, but I also feel like, okay, you're going to Rome. What else, what else is in Rome that like floats, that's going to float your boat? What's that weird museum that like exists, you know, that yeah. you have to know about it to go or right. like, you know, what's that restaurant that like got a really great review that you're really interested in trying their like house. That might be dish. asking too much for, I, I don't know. For I just this moment, you know, it was like a thirty-second moment in yeah, this movie. I, I was underwhelmed with her travel choices, and I also felt like she wants to go to the same places she wanted to go to as a child. Yeah, because that's where her worth was. Yeah, and like back in her childhood. And I definitely felt a little like not that you know wherever I wanted to go when I was little is nothing, but like. I'd want to do it differently now, and I'd want to do a little bit of research or something. Speaking of, um, I feel like in this movie, we are living in a world without the internet. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I'm going to go end of movie forwards. Great. She's writing fucking postcards. Postcards are great, though, Hannah. Yes. 
But then she says to David, I didn't know where to send the postcard, so obviously I couldn't write to you. Email. Send them to the house. Yeah, e- <laughs> <laughs> an email. It gets wherever they are in the world. Yes, this is true. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, also, like, when I think of postcards, I feel like you send them to people who are really excited to get mail. You don't just send them to anybody. And, like, you, you like if you're wanting to communicate with these people, again, email. Yeah. So that that, that was one. Um, like major thing. But then also they go registry, like to put things on their registry. And like, not that you can't go to a store to like scan the things to put things on your registry, because of course you can. But that seems to be their only registry is this one is is maybe the weirdest story I've ever seen. Yes. (laughs) Because I couldn't decide if it was a department store or a weird boutique because it was both it okay it felt to me like it was a pier one imports um that oh, had I, dishes but it also had weird decor yeah but then it also had toaster the toasters really threw me because <laughs> i don't feel like a pier yeah. one has a toaster you're right about that <laughs> okay so like a weird like it was like a pier one meets william sonoma yeah it's very strange <laughs> But like, I will admit that I liked that moment where she's scanning things she wants and she scans David. Sure. That was cute. Like, I actually thought that worked in, like, getting her out of her comfort zone. Like, just pick the things that you want randomly. Like, yeah. kind of deal that he, like, kind of talked her into. Um, But, like, it, again, it, like, it felt like. Wait, you don't you didn't do a registry online about like the things that you needed because like the reason for a registry is because you're putting a house together because you don't cohabitate, which is not a thing really anymore. But it is for these two people. Right. So they do need things like sheets and plates. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so in theory, they should be talking about this together and you can do it online and they didn't need to go to this one particular store because also what if people want to buy them stuff without going to that store because it's on an right. island that you can't get to right now. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have this scene, Hannah, because because going shopping for things on the internet is not as visually exciting and like good for storytelling. I recognize that. Make this a like, I just want to like, I want to do like a little bit of registry. I don't know. I just it, it bothered me even though I recognize the need for it in the scene. And I, yeah. Oh. So Speaking of the scanner moment being a good moment, I want to say that I hate the fact that some of the moments in this movie made me feel things. That's, and this kind of goes hand in hand with my thing with Aaron Krakow doing a good job and Tyler Hines is, you know, Tyler Hines, so he will always make me feel things, mm-hmm. um, even if he's behaving like a dick um, in, in a movie. But like the moment when they're dancing at the engagement party and they, we've learned about what the zing is and he – at one point he jumps backwards because he feels the zing and I thought it was a boner at first because he jumps back with his hips. It's like, whoo. <laughs> I have that note too. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, what's going on down there, Mr. Tyler Hines? <laughs> and tell us about it. Um, but he feels the zing. And so they're, they're, they do the thing where, um, you know, it was an upbeat song, but then it's a slow song. So they're dancing and they're feeling things. And then um, someone, there's an interruption. And um, uh, when, when, when order is restored from the interruption, I can't remember why. Is it a blackout or someone just says, the cake's ready? Or, I don't remember. But they're holding hands. And I have this note. It's like, like Hannah really likes when people are breathing each other's air. I really love it when there's small little caresses when people are holding hands. And they both caress each other. And you can see it. And I thought it was so cute. But it also made me very uncomfortable because she's getting married to his brother soon. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's – and so I – the whole movie, I'm feeling like I don't want to go on this journey with them. I'm feeling feelings because everything about, like, the setup is constructed to make me feel feelings. Right. But every single person in this movie 
is t- is behaving as if Elizabeth is not engaged to George. They're constantly saying, oh, David's cute. Like her friend is like, ooh, tell me about David. I'm engaged to this guy over here. Oh, uh, wow. Like maybe you and David should be doing that. I'm engaged to this guy over here. Everyone is pushing them together. Everyone is pushing them together. And it is irresponsible. I completely agree. I I mean, I I felt like this family doesn't like George. Like this is this family, if if they were like truly given the choice, they'd be like we don't need George. Like, no, George. But never once do they say, Elizabeth, why are you marrying him? No. They just, they just try and say, you know, David, you know, David. Right. That being said, I'll give this movie a positive. I did find that the relationship between David and George felt very, I look up to my big brother. Mm-hmm. And like... Like David, almost like David was the most supportive of this relationship. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> of like, like the like, I would like to steal your fiance, but also I support you. <laughs> like, I just want you to be happy, Big Brother. Yeah, I but mean, really, it was very strange. Um, because I was like, he's just kind of like rolling with like, well, it's too bad the girl of my dreams is marrying somebody else, like. <laughs> I guess I'll be fine. Like, <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll do it. Yeah, like, I don't know. I because Tyler Hines is really good at things. Yeah, and, like, like, <laughs> like especially you know that that one scene that really like I was like I now I like you for like a hot second. Both George and David, who I don't really like, um, was the scene where Tyler Hines is talking about like I read that paper you wrote. And George says, like, oh, you didn't understand a word. And he's like, nope, but I'm still very proud of you. You know, like, yeah. like I was like, that's lovely. Like, that yeah. was a really, like, lovely brotherly scene that didn't really need, you know, like, I, I don't know exactly what it did other than tell me that, like, David is not there to break up this relationship. Right. Although he does come, he's not there to break up this relationship, but it does feel strange that he travels from Mumbai for the engagement party, but yet is going to go back and presumably not come back two months later for the wedding. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I I wonder if it's like I can come for the engagement party, say that I like supported it and like I just can't watch her marry somebody else or something like that. I don't I don't know. I like I am trying hard. Um (laughs) but I would say why would you make that very long and arduous trip for not the wedding? I mean I don't know. If you weren't there to um, pick it up. I mean also I got very confused that he could he left in the middle of the engagement party because he was like actually I can't take this or something. Um because he saw them hugging but it was the goodbye hug that he saw. Right. Which and but like, like but that's when he decided that this was going to be too much for him? I guess so. When he actually saw them together and he's like, well, I guess all of my shenanigans didn't work to get this woman to right. love me. Right. Like, But also at the same time, like, was he trying to do that? I don't know. I don't think he really was. He was just. And also, did he not have a flight back already? Did he like bump up his flight? Was there a flight at 10 p.m. to Mumbai from, I don't know, Seattle or something? <laughs> Again, we're always overthinking this. <laughs> I mean, of course we do. Um, the okay. last big thing that I wanted, that I, I have, that mm-hmm. I want to talk about, and I'm sure mm-hmm. we have more, then there's, there's we could talk a lot oh, we could longer. Talk forever. Yeah. But I want to bring up his famous speech. That all the people who stand this movie love. You know, then he does it twice. I loved you yesterday. I love you today. I love you tomorrow because he's Canadian. <laughs> so when this when this line comes up first, they're watching, you know, like The Bachelor or some kind of thing of it. And he's talking about how, like, you know, this isn't real romance. And she's like, well, okay, so take a look at that girl on the screen. She's a flight attendant, whatever. How would you romance this girl? And so 
he says, okay, so this is what I would do. And what it's supposed to be is like, you know, what you gather he's saying is for her benefit, what he would do with her. It's making her feel things. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he is coming up with this line about some reality star TV girl, about how he would romance this hypothetical person, makes me feel like it is disingenuous. Like, okay, this is what I would say to bag a girl. And now that's going to make you feel good? I don't find it romantic. It sounds cheesy. I think it's supposed to be like you're supposed to see like, oh, he's looking at her though. You know, whatever. Staring at the TV the whole time. And he's coming up with it on the fly, which makes me think he's a fuckboy. Oh, I think he's totally a fuckboy. Absolutely a fuckboy. Because – so if if he's not a fuckboy, we're tell you're t- trying to tell me that that man is a virgin. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, you can be not a virgin and not be a fuckboy, but but Tyler Hines in this movie is absolutely like I, I think that Tyler Hines could eel his way into any woman's pants with saying anything, and and I've never felt it so hard than with this character that he's. Tra- you're not telling me that he has. Like a woman in every single fucking city that he's traveled to. I'm going to say that you're lying, but he's been in love with Elizabeth this whole time. I whatever. I don't understand. I don't understand it, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no way he's not trying to bang her out of the system with other people. Oh, of course. I mean, if I was David, I would be doing that. But like, you know, no question. But that, but that moment in the movie makes me feel like he's used similar lines. Oh, yeah. He's got this in his back pocket. And we're supposed to feel like this is like to her. And I'm like, that made me feel gross because I can tell that this is your line. It it feels practiced. Very practiced. And inauthentic. Yeah. I don't think it's romantic. Mm -mm. I think it's dumb. Yeah. I agree. I don't like it. I don't like it when he says it to her at the end either. Um, and Because it's not true. Right. He doesn't love her today. He loves her yesterday and only yesterday. And he wants her to be that same person that she was yesterday. So potentially to he could love tomorrow. her tomorrow. <laughs> so sorry. Um, which also there's something really smarmy about the like I thought that would get me a kiss. Smarmy. Great word. Okay. So let's talk about that moment. So he he does it. They're all really cute. He says the line. She goes in and hugs him. They start dancing or whatever. She's like, dance with me. And he says, yeah, does that smarmy line I thought that would give me a kiss. And her reaction is, shh. Gross, 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 gross. I, I was like, how dare you tell me to shush? Also, why? how is that a reaction? And also, why didn't she kiss him? Well, she says, shh, and then she does kiss him. So I guess it does get him a kiss. But, like, I guess it sort of plays into what you were talking about. Like, I thought that line would get me a kiss because it's a fucking line. Yes. And I'd be like, that's gross. Mm -hmm. It's a line. You didn't actually mean it. It was practiced to get me into bed. Yeah. Bottom line, David doesn't love anything about Elizabeth. (laughs) He doesn't. Like, she is a conquest. She is a piece of paper. That's it. That's all. Okay. So this – I feel like this is a perfect uh, movie to ask you, stealing from um, Hallmark Snark, do you think this love lasts? I don't. I agree. I don't think they make it. No, because I think eventually she's going to continue evolving as a person. And make these choices for things like, like you know, and make choices that are for her as a person. And he's going to be like, yeah, not the choice that you would have made when you were 16. And she's <laughs> going to be like, fuck you. Right. Oh, yeah. no. She is not allowed to grow. I, oh, okay. We've, she, I, he, he is turning her into like Manny Pixie. Man, she, he is the Manic Pixie dream girl. Yeah. He is. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is. Oh, th- 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 yeah. I think that's kind of true. Yeah. I agree with you. Wow, that was a cool revelation. Cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the only other, like, this is just a little thing that, or actually there's two little things I want to just touch base on. Um, first of all, how could I live without you? What a terrible first dance song. <laughs> how do it's, I live without you? It's basically like, don't leave me, please. Yeah. No, don't put those vibes out in your wedding day. Like, I don't know. It's just like I, I think it's a terrible idea. So that was just my one thing. 
The other thing I would like to talk about very quickly, what's the mail delivery system on this island? Yay, what? let's finish with Eugene. Why, why does Eugene come into the house? Why does he not <laughs> seem to have a route? He comes at all hours. I'm very confused. <laughs> It felt to me like it was like a Mr. Rogers neighborhood situation. We're like, oh, the mailman's here. Yeah, but but like he the came, mailman. he came at in the morning. He came in the midday. He came at night. There was no. He loved her in the morning. He loves her <laughs> midday. He loved her in the evening. <laughs> I mean, granted, their relationship was the one that I was like invested in. But like, <laughs> I agree. And and like when when like. He brings the mail and they're like, oh, you're out late. He's like, yeah, I know, just working a little bit late, getting some extra work in. What's your extra work as a mailman? But then like come in for pie. But then he seems to like know about her artwork. Has he ever seen her artwork before? Why has he seen her artwork before? She's painting essentially Monet's water lilies. Literally, I have a note saying, lily pads, a little well-worn territory, (laughs) huh, Louise? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Cruel. I, I know we I, I love that we started the synopsis with basic bitch but we're being like super snarky about how basic everybody is in this movie and that's that's terrible and I feel really bad about it because Monet is my favorite but he does bridges better I agree actually <laughs> um but I, I just it didn't feel very original that's why right um and she and, also made ducks which you know so yeah. she's a multiple multiple artist person but all I, I mean like she she apparently like this is what she does for a living like she's an artist for a living so i was like what you just derivative of somebody else i, I sure. just was mm. paint the light louise <laughs> oh okay just I, I recognize that they did not do this for this reason every single time they said louise my brain went sing out louise <laughs> Yeah, and then Eugene shows up, and all I could think was frying pans. Who knew, Eugene? <laughs> I mean, he is her new dream. So, <laughs> you were my new dream. Should we jump into Hallmark Hallmarks? Let's jump in. Yes, let's do it. Uh, there's a dog who doesn't care about the wrong guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Too busy to plan with your fiance. Uh, wrong guy is married to his job. Yes. They have different interests. Wrong guy doesn't believe in fun or nostalgia. <laughs> she makes lists. <laughs> uh, he takes the calls at the most inopportune times. True. Holding old grudges from childhood. Uh, there's a, you got a little something right here. Yeah. Uh, there was a storm a coming, and it went. Yeah, Louise was engaged twice, and by the end of this movie, Elizabeth was engaged once. Yeah, <laughs> Elder hints at the true relationship, communication issues, just just blanket communication up issues. the wazoo for sure. <sighs> Wedding planning with the guy that you're supposed to be with. I call that stranded with the other guy. Nice. We are not a couple. Dancing that becomes a slow dance. Oops, we're holding hands now. (laughs) Parents are divorced and life is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Telling your story by starting off with, once upon a time there was a little girl. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) We have a one year later. Nice. One year later. Cool. Uh, pretty parade. I only have antis. Okay. I ha- I only have um, – I have a couple pretty, so let me blow through them. Yeah, do it because I bet yours are about the chandeliers in stores. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How'd you know? Um, not a chandelier first, but the light fixtures in the lobby of their dentist practice are really cool. They're like these like greeny blue like – or be okay. things. Um, I did like Elizabeth's dress for the surprise party because I thought that was a flattering cut on her because it's that kind of haltery look. Um, and yes, there are intense chandeliers in this house at the cake shop. They were amazing and I loved them. All right. So uh, to start off on a not anti, just a informational note, uh, she brings five fucking coats to this island <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Yay. Um. 
which annoyed me. Okay. My first hate. I, I really hate her hair in this movie. I, yes. It, uh, the bangs are too severe. And then for, like, a lot of it, she's got this weird, like, crimp in, like, half of it. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening and I don't like it. Um, Similarly, I, with, with those bangs, like that was also an anti for me, but with the bangs, with the fact that she's always got fake eyelashes and dark eyeshadow. So I felt like her eyes bled into her forehead mm-hmm. because the bangs are just, they, the bangs meet her lashes and it just wasn't, wasn't a good look. And I don't yeah. understand her dark eyeshadow at all no i just wasn't into it and i i this happens for me with erin krakow every single movie i get really fixated on the fact that her teeth and her gums look like that and we've we're pretty sure they're fake but like there's just so much gum on (laughs) i didn't didn't bother me so much this this movie it bothers me every time it's here i like i really i just can't get past it um which is part of why i find her really hard to watch and like i get that that's my thing but also you know like when i'm already not feeling your movie like it does not help um my last one is her dress to the eugene and louise's wedding is kind of horrible (laughs) describe it is a one-shoulder gray not like below the knee but not t-length flowy chiffony type dress with like big blocky flowers and like I, I don't really know why it is just not like I just didn't care for it mm-hmm. but then when you I think what really like drove it home to, for me is then you see George dancing with his dentist type the dental hygienist lady who is wearing this really cute, like rusty, like cotton or whatever, like with like same color detailing that just is like much more flattering. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, well, like meh, like her, her dress is so much better that like I get why this, this, I guess what it is is she's wearing a dress that I feel like you would find in the like. This is for a wedding section of, you know, your big department store. Fair. What got me about that look were the flowers in her hair because she's got Mm. the uh, late 90s um, little flower buttons that you could like, you know, put in your hair. And they don't – they're purely cosmetic. They're not holding anything back. Um, And there's just like four of them randomly on the side of her head and I didn't understand and I hated it. Yeah. No. Strong words. Across the universe? All right. right, we've. I feel like we've sort of touched on some across the universes, but yeah. none of them I actually wrote down. You want to go first? Sure. Um, well, we've already talked about the When Harry Met Sally um, connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just point out that they are dancing to a Leanne Rhymes song. <laughs> I have that too. I have that too. They were in that – it's Christmas Eve in 2018, so it was before this movie. That's true. So it was like a little callback to her. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a um, there's a moment where he says like he's not a very good actor, and I thought that was funny. Like um, I forget why, but he I wrote it. But my last one, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, when he sees their hug and he decides to nope out of there, mm-hmm. was very much exactly like his character from it's time for him to come home for Christmas, who is also at a party misconstrues the, uh, the affection between the woman that he has been pining for and mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. and decides to nope out of there and they don't see each other for a long time. Yeah, that's true. So it's the same. Um, my other one was something we've talked about relatively recently with the, uh, at the end of the, the last vineyard movie, with like being with a person who is exactly the same as you and those Mm. compatibility tests that are actually tests about if you are the same person. Um, (laughs) And the grandma's whole, why would I want to marry somebody who's exactly like me? Yeah. So that's a good one. Good job. Anything new and noteworthy for you? 
No. Same. Did you have any supporting shout outs? Well, I will never not um, put Nelson Wong at the top of the list. Okay. So Eugene. But I loved Joey, the DJ. I almost put Joey, but then I ended up going even deeper. Yes. Joey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Who is never on screen. She is just a voice. A la Howard's mom from Big Bang yes. Theory. Yes. Screaming at her son with no respect for this business that he's trying to build. (laughs) Just being like, you fucking live in my house and you're following my rules. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Beautiful. Okay. Kiss meter. We've talked a lot about why this bothers me because with the, I thought that might get a kiss with that line Mm -hmm. part. Um, So I, just said it's not for me (laughs) i also think it's a bit lippy in a way that i'm just like no and it's at her the sister's wedding and she used to be engaged to his brother or like there's just so many like ickies for me like i think the kiss itself i gave a gave it a five but in a like technical score yeah (laughs) kind of way in a like Fine, you can have a five, but, like, I genuinely don't want to be here for this. Yeah. Like, please don't make me do this. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel you. I gave it a six um, only because it's Tyler Hines mm-hmm. and, like, he is beautiful. Um, I agree with the lippiness. We've – I hated the lines that came before it and whatever. The shush was awful. Um, but it's so soft and then it's like when they start to eat each other's faces off, like Tyler is so good at, you can kind of hear the sounds and that really grossed me out. But also the camera changes its angle right at the critical moment. So it loses like the momentum. And so like, I just, I don't know, like it didn't give me good vibes. Yeah. No. Just like, I I, I really felt like this is voyeuristic in a way that feels we- very creepy. And I like do not like I, it. If I had the ability to, like, look away, you know, like, I almost wish it was, like, kiss, and then I saw, like, the harbor that they're on yeah. or something. Like, that's what I would have rather had. Um, uh, um, so did you rate the last one? I didn't because it's so dumb and they're eating. They're eating and they're on the couch. I actually – I gave it a seven okay. um, because uh, I liked the – I. I even though it's a sitting kiss, I don't think we often get like, you know, movie time makeout. So it made me feel like, like, obviously, it's funny that I'm about to say this. Like, it made me feel like high school, like when mm-hmm. you're making on the couch, which makes sense because he only really loves her in high school. Yeah. Um, um, and, but when he pulls away to change the channel or to, to talk about the show, like the look on her face was kind of a cute, like, God, I just want to keep kissing you. Stop. <laughs> um, so that was neat. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, to make her like want to watch – Puts food in her mouth and I was no. That I was not into that. I mean, I don't even know if we have to do this part, Katie, but would you watch this movie? Oh my God. Um uh, so I will say that the second time watching it didn't annoy me as much as the first time. And I think it's just because I know what was coming. Um, and like we discussed, I was mad that some of the things made me feel romantic and cute, but I hated that everyone is pushing her towards him. We talked about how much I, we hated everything else. The biggest thing was, I feel like we need to get away from romances that are all about the man making you feel like you need to change everything about yourself and Mm -hmm. that you are being gaslit into being a different person because the way you are isn't enlightened enough fun enough um get go for it enough um and that really 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 bothers me because i feel like that is a trend in much of romance and um we have to do better so i i completely agree all i can say is like i recognize that people love this movie i don't see what they see like i i don't I don't know what it is about this movie that, like, either they're getting and I'm not or... I think it's the cast. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, it makes me really uncomfortable and I don't like it. And I'm so sorry, everyone who loves this movie. But I, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So, <sighs> well, 
if you're still with us, thank you. And we're we're gonna go on a completely we're we're going in another direction for a while because guess what everybody, Katie's getting married. <laughs> so we're gonna go on a let's get married uh, direction, um, and it's gonna be we're gonna have a ton of fun. Let's actually get married and not break off the engagement to be with someone's brother. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't um, think we would want to do that. On that note, since we're talking about Tyler Hines, there was a quick moment that. Billy was like, should we tweet at Tyler Hines to see if he wants to officiate our wedding? (laughs) Tyler, you want to come to Mexico? (laughs) (laughs) Because because Billy has 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 grown a man crush on Tyler Hines and has very excited when he has retweeted him or liked his tweets or something. (laughs) He gets stupid excited and he loves his grandpa sweater that I bought him for Christmas. Um, so That's yeah, Tyler, cute. come to Mexico. Um, so make sure that you are following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. One kiss means forever where the one and the four are numerals. Um, where we live tweet when we can. And if you want to send us an email for any reason, um, please uh, email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And and you can tell us why we're wrong about this movie. Just please do it friendly. Yeah. We do this to you friendly too. <laughs> True. Um, and make sure, uh, to, like, if you can, to rate and review us on whatever app podcasting platform that you use. And thank you, as always, to Flint Pasture for our intro outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you soon for wedding bliss. Yeah, we're going to lean into the weddings. Yes. Like hardcore. Leaning into the weddings. Probably until Christmas, which is in <laughs> July. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> see you next time, friends. Bye, everybody.